You're listening to the weekly Parsha podcast recorded with Hashem's unending assistance right here in Ramat B'Shemesh, Israel, 5769-2008. This week's Parsha is Parsha's Chayisara. The story I'd like to focus in on is the story, the famous story of Eliezer, the servant of Abraham, the servant of Avram Avinu, where he went to bring a wife for his master Yitzchak. And Yitzchak, as we know, Yitzchak was the concept of Gevura, similar to Sarah. Sarah Imenu, as we learned in the previous week's parsha, Sarah Imenu was restraint, the ability to hold back. Yitzchak also was the ability to, to be silent, as we saw from the end of the parsha, where Avram Avinu is bringing Yitzchak up to be slaughtered, and he doesn't say a word, he's silent. He knows how to have that Gevura, that restraint. And just like Sarah, her balance was Avram, Avram was chesed, was kindness. So to Yitzchak, Yitzchak was gevura like his mother Sarah, and therefore he needed the balance of chesed, of kindness, which was what Eliezer knew to look for in a wife for Yitzchak. And that was chesed, this kindness was what he searched for. And in fact, that's what he asked for when he, when he turned to God, and he said to God, God, in the merit of Abraham, in the merit of my master, please answer my prayer. Please send a proper mate for Yitzchak, for Isaac, and what was it that he said that what was going to be the, the sign that this was the right girl, that this was the one who was from the family of Avraham? The sign was going to be that he would ask for a little bit of water. He would say, please, can I have something from, a little bit of water from your jug? And she would respond and say, of course you can. Please take. And she would give to him and to all of his gemalim, all of his camels. And that's how he would know that this was the correct mate, the correct person, the balance for Yitzchak. Yitzchak was gevura, restraint. The balance would be this unbelievable chesed that Rivka would display. And as we come into the story, so what happens, we know that Eliezer got there, and indeed exactly what he asked of Hashem is exactly what happened. He got there, and he saw this girl, this beautiful girl, and it was Rebecca, it was Rivka, and she comes and he asks her, can I please have a little to drink? And she says, of course, and she gives him to drink, and not only does she give him, she gives all of the camels, and he can't believe the tremendous hashkacha pratis, the tremendous divine providence in the entire story, that exactly what he requested of God, this sign, this ability to find somebody who had Chesed, who had this kindness, was exactly the first thing that he finds there. And he brings her home to Yitzchak. And indeed, they get married, and they become the progenitors of Klal Yisrael. Klal Yisrael is based, the people of Israel, their root is based on kindness, on gevur, the proper balance between being able to do kindness to others, and also, at times, to be somewhat restrained, to know when to hold back, and everything in its proper balance. Now the thing that I would like to focus in on in the story that we're going to learn a tremendous lesson from is at the point when Eliezer was saying his prayer and saying his request to God. So this is chapter 24, verse 14. It says like this, And it will be the young maiden that I will say to her, Lean towards me, your jug, and I will drink. And she will say, Drink. And not only that, I will give to your camels to drink as well. That's the one that you have proved will be the one for Isaac. That's the first verse. So we see when he requests, when he's speaking to God, so he says, I'm going to ask her for water. And not only am I going to ask her for water, I'm going to ask her to actually give me the water to drink, pour over the water into my mouth. And that's what I'm, I'm going to ask her for not just a regular kindness, but a, a, a kindness that's above and beyond. I'm going to ask her to actually feed me in a certain sense. And then she's going to go and she's going to feed me. She's going to give me to drink and to all of my camels. That's what he originally requests. That's the sign that he makes. Now, when we get down to the actual happening, when he actually interacts with Rebecca, so the verses say like this, 
This is chapter 24, verse 17. He ran to greet her, and he said, listen carefully, Give me a little bit to drink from your jug. What we see is that he changed what he originally intended to say. Originally, he was going to ask for a greater kindness than he did ask for. He was going to ask her to go all the way. He was going to ask her to give him to drink. And he was going to ask her to actually physically pour it into his mouth in a certain sense. And if she would do that, he would know that, that this is the right one. But what does he do? He doesn't ask that. He just says, can I please have a drop to drink? That's all he asks. And she on her own goes and she says, I'm not only going to get, give you. And she goes and she pours it into his mouth. As we see in the next verse, it says in, in verse 18, by time she said, please drink my master. And she went quickly. She took down the jug in her hand. She actually poured it into his mouth. And he didn't even ask for that. And then what happens? And after she finished giving her, she finished giving him the drink. I'm also going to give to your camels. And that's what she does. Now the Orachayim, he points out that there's a difference, like we mentioned, between the original way he intended to ask the question and the way he ended up asking the question in the end. Originally he was going to ask it, he was going to ask for a lot, and that's what he expected her to do. And in the end, though, he didn't ask it that way, he asked for a little, and she ended up doing everything that he intended to ask, which is amazing. But the Orachayim asks, why is it, why did he change what he originally intended to ask? Why did he switch all of a sudden, instead of asking what he originally intended? So the Orachayim explains, that when Eliezer, when he saw this girl Rivka, as she was she was filling up her jugs, what happened? A tremendous miracle happened. The water actually rose instead of her uh, letting down the pail into the into the well. So the water actually rose up to where she was. A miracle happened. She didn't have to go to the exertion. She didn't have to expend that effort to bring the water up. The water rose to greet her. And Eliezer saw that this was happening. She saw this miracle and he said, this has never happened before to any Canaanite women that I've ever seen. And he knew right away that this girl was from the family of Avram Avinu. If, if miracles were already happening to this girl, she's a three-year-old girl, a little girl, and she's already experiencing these miracles, it must be that this is the girl. Right away he knew it. So he didn't want, explains the Orachim, he didn't want to mess up. He didn't want to ask her for too much. He wanted really badly that his tonight, that his condition that he made shall be fulfilled. Therefore, he didn't extend the request any more than was necessary. And he, and he wanted to, he just said, can I have a little bit of water? This way he knew that it would be guaranteed that she would fulfill the condition. And not only did she fulfill the condition as he asked it, which was to give him a little bit of water, but like we said, she went with fly, flying colors. She won this test with flying colors and she fulfilled the condition completely, even as he originally had intended to ask. Unbelievable. Now, what I'd like to point out at this point is something very deep that has to do with human psychology, that has to do with each and every one of us. It's something that we can see in our own lives. And what you see from Eliezer's request of Rivka and, and the way he phrased his request, he knew that if he would ask for too much, he would be taking a great risk. And the risk has to do with this. Because if he would say to her, please would you give me, would you please pour into my mouth all of the water, that's a tremendous request because it's not just asking for a little bit of water, but it's asking for her to do something no longer on her own. In other words, God created us that the way that we do chesed, the way that we do kindness, is naturally, we have a natural tendency to do good. But what happens is as soon as we're asked to do that good, all of a sudden there's resistance. And the reason that there, there's resistance is because it's no longer coming from inside of us. We're going to discuss more with Hashem's help. Why exactly is it that we're program this way. But that's what we see. And I'll give you an example from my own life where, where I saw this exact thing happen. 
I was at the Kotel, at the Western Wall in Jerusalem, and I got on a bus to go home. And so it was a long bus, an accordion bus, like they call them, a double bus. And I went back to the back of the bus, right behind the accordion part of the bus. Where the, when the bus turns, it's like two sections of the bus. And I sat right there, right behind the accordion part. Now that part of the bus, many times the women sit towards the back. That's how the, the religious women, they, they're tzanua, they're very modest, and they usually sit in the back of the bus. And so this older woman comes to the back of the bus, and she turns to me, and she says, Get up! I need to sit there. This was in Hebrew, of course. And so I, I, my first reaction was, uh, no way, I'm not getting up. And then, of course, kicked in my conscience, and I said, of course I'm going to get up. I said to myself, of course I'm going to get up, and I got up, and she sat down there. And I thought to myself, you know, if this woman had asked me in a nice way, or she just said, excuse me, young man, but, but uh, would you mind to please get up? Not only would have I gotten up, I would have been happy to get up. And even if she hadn't asked me, I would have gotten up on my own, because how could I watch an old lady standing there while I'm sitting there? I would have gotten up on my own. But what happens when somebody asks you to do something, and especially in a way that's demanding, so naturally our defenses go up and we say, no way, I'm not going to do that, even though it's something I would have done anyway. But that's human nature. That's how we're made. That's how God made us. And Eliezer, he realized that. And that's why he wanted to back off. His original request, it would have been fulfilled, but it could be that he realized that by asking for less, he would be able to really see what this woman is made of, what this Rebecca is made of. And indeed, that's what happened. By asking for less, he ended up getting more. This, this lesson is so important, and it's something that applies in so many different areas in our lives, and especially in our interactions with other people, but even in our interactions with ourselves, because sometimes we'll say to ourselves, I really should be doing this, I really should be doing that. And sometimes, by being demanding of ourselves, we, we shoot ourselves in, a, in the foot, because we end up creating for ourselves expectations that end up working to our disadvantage, because we have to know our own psychology, and we have to know how to understand other people. For example, you know, sometimes parents, they want their children to do something, and the child really would do it on his own but the parent gets to nagging and bothering and the kid says you know I'm not gonna do what you say and the kid just doesn't listen but we have to be able to learn how to develop on our own the ability to ask someone to do it on their own I'm gonna tell you another story that happened to me that really brings out this point it goes like this I was once sitting in a base medrash and it's my way to sing I love to sing so I was sitting there and, and I was a little bit distracted from my learning and instead of learning I was singing and so I was singing very loud and the guy, there was a guy sitting next to me, and he was trying to learn. And he turns to me, and he says to me, You know, Ari, you have such a beautiful voice. I really, really enjoy listening to you singing. And I said, Oh, thank you so much. That's, that's really sweet. And he's like, and it's, and it's really kind of hard for me to learn while you're singing like that. And I turned to him, and I smiled inside of myself, and I said to him, You know, that is the nicest way anyone ever told me to shut up. And I'm like, I've been told many times to be quiet, because that's my way. I sing a lot. And I've been told many times to be quiet, but no one ever said it to me that way. When you say it to me that way, it makes me want to be quiet. When you say that you love my voice and it's distracting you, and I, it makes me realize on my own that I should be quiet. That's the coins. That's the that's the way to approach another person in a proper way, in a way of derech eretz, a way of kindness, in a way that you can get what you need without being nasty. I mean, the guy could have just as easily just said to me, you know, come on, can't you just be quiet? Are you so loud? I can't learn. And I would have been like, well, I would have gotten upset, and I would have felt bad, and I would have been quiet in the end, but instead the guy said it was such chachma, such wisdom, it made me want on my own to be quiet, to do what's right. That's, and it made me realize that this was the right thing to do.
Sometimes we want someone else to do the right thing. We want to encourage someone else to do the right thing. But when we get demanding, when we demand it and it comes out of our gaiva, out of our pride, so the other person senses that and his defenses go up. But when we, if we can, we must encourage other people to do things, to be able to see on their own that this is the right thing to do. And when we encourage people that way and we show people the right way or we're a good example for other people or we compliment another person and say, this, this is not something that's appropriate for you. You're much better than that. That's such a that's such a much more powerful way to encourage someone to do what's right. In my home, Baruch Hashem, so I have two kids, and I have my, my little boy, my little girl, and we found that the most effective way of getting our children to do what they're supposed to do is with a mitzvah chart, where we give them a little sticker, we give them positive reinforcement, encouragement when they do something good, instead of always being demanding and giving out punishments if they don't do what they're supposed to do. So there is a place for that also. But the human being works best if he does it on his own, if he does it out of his own desire, if he wants, he's motivated on his own to do it, to do what's right, to do the good, to do the kindness. And when we try to understand what's the reason, why are we programmed this way? So all we have to do is look back to the concept of Tzalem Elohim. Tzalem Elohim means that man was created in God's image. And what does that mean that we're created in God's image? Because of course we know God has no shape, He has no form. It says that many times in the Torah. And the many times that we find that we refer to God's hand or God's eyes, these are all just metaphors so that we can relate to it. So what does it mean that man was created in God, God's image? So the Mekubalim, the Kabbalists, explain that the concept is that just like God has certain attributes, He has certain midos, certain characteristics, certain ways that He interacts, so too the human being was created with similar characteristics and similar ways of interacting. And the Svarim HaKadoshim, these holy books, the Kabbalistic works, so they explain to us that the, the idea is that we're supposed to make ourselves as similar as possible to God. But even more fundamentally, we are created in God's image. Thus, by definition, since God is somebody who acts without any hechreach, he's not forced in any way, shape, or form to perform all the kindnesses that he does. He's not forced. There's nothing and nobody that's telling him or that's forcing him or that's requiring him to do all the good things that he does for the entire creation. So too we have an opportunity and an ability to be exactly like him. So when somebody tries to force us to do something, to do a kindness, to do what's right, we naturally recoil. We can't be forced because we have this godliness within us. We can't be forced to be told what to do because just like God can't be told what to do, naturally we can't be told what to do. It has to come from within us. It has to come from inside of us. It has to come from our own volition. It has to come from our own desire. When somebody demands of us to do what's right or when somebody demands of us to do anything whatever it is our natural reaction is no way I'm not doing what you say and that has to do with the fact that we're created in God's divine image and this idea as we said before is so useful because it really helps us to better understand other people to understand ourselves to understand how we tick and I'll give you another example from my own life, from my own experience. There was one time, one of my children, so they, they didn't want to get dressed, whatever it was, I don't remember exactly why. And at first my reaction was to get upset, oh, you better get dressed. But then I called myself and I said, how about trying a different approach? And I said, can I help you get dressed? And when I, when I said, can I help you get dressed, my, my child immediately said, of course. Meaning when there was no more, when it wasn't my ego versus your ego, when it was, we're working together and my child was doing it on their own, choosing to do what was right, not being forced, it was natural. And that's how we can help ourselves to develop. We can help others to develop. I want to bless you and me and all of us that we should be able to recognize this thing in ourselves and in others. Hashem should guide us to always be strong in our own desire to motivate ourselves 
to help others create their own motivation to, to strive ever higher in our Vodas Hashem, in our service of God, and our levels of spirituality. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great Shabbos.